0: Hallelujah. Uh, So good to be back online with you all. And uh, we're grateful that we've come into the month of June. And the year is almost half over. And lots of developments in the Middle East. And praise God. I believe he's coming really soon. So let's uh, make hay while the sun shines. Let's do what we ought to do. While we have the moment. While we have the time. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we bless you. We'll just thank him, praise him, worship you, worship you, worship you. We're so grateful for your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. Hallelujah, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for meeting needs, yokes destroyed, burdens removed. We worship you, Great One, Holy One. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll uh, start off with a scripture from 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and the 14th verse. It says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, The communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The second epistle to the Corinthians was written from Philippi, city of Macedonia, by Titus and Lucas. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and then the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Notice here that uh, you don't really pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But you commune with the Holy Spirit. We need to enjoy this communion with the third person of the Trinity um, who is actually, technically speaking, with us today. Jesus is gone to heaven. He's at the right hand of the Father. The Father is in heaven and the Holy Spirit is with us. So, He has to become uh, more real to us. We must become more conscious of Him. He's a real person. And it will be nice to enjoy that benefit of Him being with you anytime, anywhere, closer than our breath. Just so near and so available to commune with like a good friend, uh, an intimate one who knows you completely completely. And is um, enjoying life with you. Praise God. Let's hear Second um, Corinthians thirteenth and the fourteenth verse in Kanadao. also. So we have this person that taking the place of Jesus today, just like back in the Book of Acts the Lord had left, and uh, there they were, fearful, worried, and anxious, bothered about the fear of man and society and all of that. But then, Jesus told them, don't leave, don't go out there without this mighty Holy Spirit, who is going to be sent to you. I will pray the Father, and He will send the Holy Spirit. So, He went back to heaven, and the Father sent the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And so we see a new life, a new holy, bold unction, a fresh uh, walk where they carried Him wherever they went. You know, Jesus was limited to a physical body and so could not be everywhere at the same time. And, you know, this location thing was settled once and for all. So today Jesus can be with all of us, all over the world, and enjoy intimacy with all of us by this mighty third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And we must not ignore him, uh, grieve him, and treat him as though he's not even there. Sometimes it's possible to uh, just enjoy the benefits of his being there and uh, not really commune with him, not really fellowship with him, not really get uh, into the place where you are living in that friendly relationship with him. Hallelujah. So people have talked about these things, you know, there are books written about all of this, but the fact still remains that we have a personal choice to uh, allow him to come in and notice he's there and speak to Him, and so on. That, that is our part. We have to do that. And so I believe the Spirit of God Himself is helping us to say, Hey, Jesus is coming soon. Do you really know me? Uh, you're going to be seeing Jesus soon, but do you really know me? Have you enjoyed the fellowship that you're supposed to enjoy with me? So let's uh, see if we can see uh, a couple of things along those lines while we continue Praise God. All of us are prone to forgetting how to commune. Sometimes we go into silent mode, even with people who are very close to us. You know, we could just be sitting there and we could say something like, well, beats eating alone. (laughs) It happens. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, Uh, It's very interesting how all these things happen. You have to have someone that you are communing with. And so we go to John 16, and uh, notice there, verse 25, he says, These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly uh, of the Father. And at that time you shall ask in my name, and I say, "Not unto you that I will pray the Father for you." And notice here 27, "For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and I believed that I came out from God." Here he's trying to emphasize something: The Father himself loveth you or You are His beloved. He wants you to know that. The Father is saying, I love you if you were the only person on the earth. I love you just like that. Not just Jesus, you know, but personally, not just this particular type of believer and this ministry person, but you. So the Father Himself loveth you because you have loved the Lord Jesus and have believed that He came out from God. So this is the plea and heart cry of the Eternal One that we understand that we are loved and personally loved and uh, we are the apple of His eye and the Holy Spirit is there to make this more real to us. So we must be constantly aware of a voice that's trying to say, Hey, the Father loves you. Even if you were the only one on the planet, He would do everything just for you. Hallelujah. So He's trying to make it very personal. And so anytime you hear various voices out there, go with this voice, the voice that says the Father loves you personally, just as you are, just there, because you have chosen Jesus, because you have accepted the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 28 continues, I came forth from the Father and I'm come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. You can see, therefore, that Jesus is not really here. He's gone to the Father. He's leaving and going to the Father. And his disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee? By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Notice that he was very confident in the Father and the Father's presence with Him, that even if everyone would leave, He was not alone. The Father was with Him. So this is the kind of relationship that He wants us to have, where we are not necessarily depending on uh, anyone else to fulfill some emptiness in our life, but we are sure that God is with us and we can develop this conscious relationship with Him who really cares for us, who deeply loves us and we are so sure that even if we were totally abandoned, He would never leave us nor forsake us. Hallelujah. That strength that Jesus enjoyed in His relationship with the Father is what the Spirit of God wants to communicate with us. That even if everybody else leaves he will never leave us, nor forsake us. Hallelujah. It continues to the 33rd verse, which we are familiar with. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. If this is not a today verse, then what verse is for today, right? Be of good cheer. You need to be able to receive cheer and peace from what He has spoken. Not what you see out there. These things have I spoken unto you. Notice that in me, you might have peace. You don't have to get peace by the news out there. Or if you're waiting for all of that, it's just going to get worse. Um, The earth is in this stage of birth pangs. Um... Uh, I believe, really, that the center and axis of the earth has changed positions. The earth itself is uh, staggering. There are foundations that are shaking. All of those kind of things in the physical realm, which God has already spoken about, are happening. And people are shocked uh, because God has set everything on a time, on a dispensation. God is a God of dispensations. We are in the church age, and that age is coming to an end. See, because of the way God deals, uh, He keeps His (laughs) timetable. Praise God for that. He's faithful. Uh, He knows when this particular dispensation should end. And so this is all signals of the end of the church age, the age of grace. After that, we go back to the Jewish time clock, and... um, Things are very different. Thank God you and I belong to this age of grace where without doing anything but just believing what the Scripture has said, thank God for that, just believing what the Scripture has said without any physical um, evidence, any sense-based evidence, you and I accepted the Lord Jesus and to Him that was precious. Uh, It was conveyed to us through the Word of God as a carrier, that faith was brought to us and we accepted it and it quickened us and brought us into this very personal relationship with Him as a son, oh, of the loving Heavenly Father. And so, thank God, as you believe in Him and your place in Him, thank God all His benefits which were in the mind of God from eternity past when Jesus was there in heaven, till this eternal realms are going on, spanning on, in the mind of Christ, certain things were settled, you are His Son forever. Hallelujah. Eternal life has been given to you and to me, and that is found in Him. Wonderful. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me. So there are things that we may have to spend a little extra time Even though we think we know them on a daily basis to plant ourselves in scriptures that concern our being in Him. Over and over, over and over. So that we are more conscious of those uh, realities than anything that we feel out here. Especially nowadays because there is a major shaking going on uh, in the area of the senses and whatever you have trusted in. So peace has to be there. In the world. While you are out there in this world. There has to be peace with you. Hallelujah. Notice. In me you might have peace in the world. Notice. You shall have tribulation. So it is a peace that you should have in the world. While there is tribulation. But be of good cheer. You can be cheerful. Hallelujah. Because you are in him. And you overcome because you're in Him. All of these truths are mentioned here. And He says, Be of good cheer. Be comforted. Be strengthened. And so these verses are going to become uh, real to us because the Spirit of God will make them real to us. He is the one with us. He wrote the Scripture. Holy men of old were moved by the Spirit, uh, carried by the Spirit, Uh, led by the Spirit to write these things. And so he who wrote the Scripture is actually with us now, (laughs) praise God, and he's going to make it real. But we'll have to invite him and say, Holy Spirit, you know what? These can just be uh, letters on a page, but I want them to be real to me. I want this peace. I want this joy. I want what you're saying here to become real now while I'm living in this world. And you can begin to sense him, bring it, (laughs) ha, 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 glory to God. And he'll get right on the job because that's what he's here to do, glory to God. And so in this uh, note, let's see if we can read maybe 26 and then 27, first of all in Canada.
1: Nivu Nana Nanu Nimage Hedu Vadilla Nivu Nanu, And then we can see thirty two also and thirty
0: three.
1: Ego, Chadari, Bandide, Nana, Glory to God. Nimage, Nanu Nimage, Dene, Sankata, So in the same sixteenth chapter, you will notice.
0: Verse 6 says, But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. He was talking about how he's going to have to leave them and sorrow had filled their heart. They're saying, Where, did you, where are you going? And so on and so forth. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is it. It is expedient for you that I go away. It is beneficial for you Advantageous to you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come. Notice what a name he has The Comforter. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. The Comforter will not come unto you. Don't you need all that comfort? Imagine a personality whose title is uh, commensurate with his nature, that he is the Comforter. God has given him a whole ministry like that to comfort you. So there are voices out there today that you'll have to ignore and listen to the voice of the Comforter. Hallelujah. The Comforter, praise God, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. Praise God. So the advantage was, if Jesus left, this personal Comforter, this great third person of the Trinity would then come to us, to his disciples, and that includes us now. So this is the age of the great comforter. The age of grace, the age of the church. And so you need to fully you know, receive what this great comforter has. What does he have? Comfort. The Amplified Version on this verse has many things mentioned. About seven things there, if you will read, it's Uh, Very interesting, it says, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby. Notice there, wow, interesting. He says, but if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, strengthener, or intercessor, strengthener, standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send them to you to be in close fellowship with you. With you. Notice there the words used are very powerful. Close fellowship with you. So close that he said, even if you all leave, my Father is with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. That kind of fellowship, that guarantee, that assurance, that comfort, that strength, that ability to have someone standing by you, hmm. no matter what. See, have you heard of a standby generator? It's nice to know that when we moved house recently, we were glad that we didn't have to bother about, uh, you know, inverters. We had carried inverters from house to house for some time, and then the battery goes fut and all of that stuff, you know. So this time uh, we came to a place that they said, hey, there's a standby generator, and it comes on after so-and-so seconds. And we've started to see the benefit of a standby generator. Power would go, and then a couple of seconds later, Mm -hmm. generator and the light's back on. See some uninterrupted communion of the power of God, the life of God, the ability of God, standing by there no matter what kind of tragedy or situation is going on in the world. You don't have to be moved because that great comforter He's standing by right there. He's like, I will hold your hand. I will uphold you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I, myself. So this is very interesting. People have, you know, found it hard to believe that there are three people, three personalities in one, the Trinity. But notice how that's God. That's how He is. And He is into communing. And so the Father and the Son and the Spirit... They commune with each other, they yield to each other, they they enjoy themselves. Haha. Glory to God. And so this person who worked with the Father and with the Son in creation, in giving life, today is living in us. He is the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he's the comforter. That mighty power is also connected to being A comforter. So there is great, 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 great power, untapped power in the comfort of God. The people don't understand that to be comforted is to be empowered. Otherwise your life goes down and people take their own lives and do all kinds of vicious things because that comforter is not there. Now how tragic will that be for a believer to have the comforter and then take his life? Praise God, it does happen. But I believe it's because we have not accessed the comfort and the comforter that comes from our Father's heart. Hallelujah. He said, I will send him to you. The Father has sent this precious one to us. So it was beneficial, advantages. Notice God is always thinking about our benefit. Always thinking about our advantage. That I go away. Jesus had to think about us and our benefit, and then said, I'm going, you're going to receive a special benefit, special advantage. Another person like me, another comforter like me is going to come to you. Praise God. Notice he would say, fear not. (laughs) Hallelujah. One of his famous statements, fear not. I am with you. I will never leave you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Ooh, glory to God. Notice that security is supposed to be taken, wrapped all around us like a warm fuzzy blanket or your favorite towel, whatever is so comforting to you or maybe just your cat or whatever. (laughs) Hallelujah. Uh, And they may rip you up after that, but that's all right. Just that moment of comfort. I'm talking about the cat, of course. Hallelujah. But that's okay. We are actually strengthened by the Holy Spirit. We are used to flip sides every now and then, so no big deal. But because of our strength in the comforter, this great Holy Spirit being so personal to us, more and more a revelation of that, and you can just like allow these hurts to fall off like water off a duck's back. Amen. Otherwise, you'll be permanently there with a dagger in your chest saying, Oh God, I can't forget what they did to me. I can't forget. Ah, I forgive them, but I'll never forget what they did to me. All those vicious things. See, but when we take what the Holy Ghost, the Great Comforter uh, has for us, why He was sent for us, we can just say, porte mon,e porte.'" You can hear the voice of the father saying, It's all right, son. I'll take care of you. Doesn't matter. Okay? And he'll hug you and make himself real to you. Praise God. It is expedient, he said. It is advantageous because now he can be with you wherever you are, everywhere. Hallelujah. So let's take advantage of this great comforter and what uh, he is in reality from the scripture to each one of us. Amen. Uh, I will send him to you, he said. Maybe we can hear verse 7 in Kannada also. It's a vicious and powerful, anti-demon kind of verse. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Interesting. Hallelujah. Notice how the sixth verse connects with it. Sorrow has filled your heart. Sorrow filled your heart. So it's possible for sorrow to come and then sorrow to be unhindered and to fill the heart. Praise God. Because of whatever. In this case, the news that he was going back. However, The Holy Spirit. Nevertheless, verse 7, I will send the comforter. So the antidote to all of that junk and sorrow out there, hurt and pain, is the mighty Holy Spirit and a living, tender relationship with Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being so real to us. Thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We receive your comfort. We receive your reality. We receive your advantage. We receive your benefit. Thank you. Strengthening, 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 strengthening. Comforting, edifying, building us up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That sorrow will not fill our hearts. Sorrow will not come in and fill our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's real. He's real. He's real. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And then verse 12, as we jump along, He says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. In that condition, you must understand more and more that they were just in the natural realm. They were moved by senses completely. They were not born again. And so they just saw and perceived things with the senses. They had a, in quote, sense knowledge of the Lord Jesus. They saw this man come to the earth and do all these things, but they could just see a natural aspect, you know, and, uh, wow, this is awesome, you know, awesome. And they just, uh, you know, jaw-dropping, constantly admiring. But then they did not really know who he was, where he came from, where he was going, what he came for, etc. They did not know (laughs) that they were going to be made anew. They were going to become actual sons of God, they were actually going to become, in his class of being, the great Jehovah, Yahweh, was going to be their father. And they were going to have a family in God. All these things were not there. They were just looking on the outside. And so, they understood just like natural people. And um, he said, I have to go away. And uh, there are things that I cannot tell you now. But later you're going to receive understanding about these things. Now, this was 2,000 years ago. And today, here we are as the church, and we're still grappling with things that the Holy Spirit wants to tell us. There is such a fullness that we need to grasp and enjoy before Jesus comes, and He's coming really soon. And you and I have to tap into these things. The Holy Spirit will help us. We'll invite Him to help And He will help us to tap into them and experience them for ourselves. That strength and standing by comfort and ability that Jesus Himself had, where He would say, I know the Father will not leave me. I am going back to Him. Even if everybody else abandons me, He's with me. Hallelujah. That concrete assurance, wow, has to become our portion also. Praise God. I have yet many things to say unto you. Howbeit, verse 13, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. Guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. Hmm. Interesting how he's not speaking of himself, how he's speaking and glorifying someone else. He shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall speak that shall he speak whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come notice he shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you notice that he is glorifying jesus praise god so you don't have to worry about whether if you focus on the holy spirit whether you will miss giving glory to jesus People get into all these things. and so oh, too much parashat marvel. Where is Jesus? Don't worry about it. If you're actually following the Holy Spirit, and if you're listening to the Spirit of Truth, He'll be glorifying Jesus. There's great comfort in, in knowing that He's going to illuminate the truth to us. Guide us into all truth. And anytime you're guided into the truth, you're going to be guided into glorifying Jesus. Praise God. The Word of God is going to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. They cannot be separated from each other. So notice the humble submission in the Godhead. He said, I am going to glorify Jesus. Meanwhile, they're equal. It's interesting just to see how they work with each other, yield to each other. And Jesus said, I and my Father are one. My Father is greater than all. All of these things. Can you see there that they don't have a clash with each other about who's bigger and you know who's doing this and that. They just know and flow in eternal love with each other. Praise God. It's good to flow. It's good to flow. And that's the truth. Amen. So, praise God. I believe that we are going to enjoy more of Him and more of this heavenly family uh, that we belong to today. Praise God. Notice
1: here he says let's get this in Kannada verse 13 and 14 also. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord.
0: Thank you, Jesus. He continues with that thought, verse 15, All things that the Father has are mine. Interesting. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So they have this special relationship. He's the Father. The other one's the Son. The other one's the Holy Spirit. All that the Father has is the Son's. Praise God. And the Spirit of God will take that which belongs to Jesus and show it to us so that we can partake of that Father-Son relationship in all of its qualities and provisions. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you see that that glorifies Jesus? Our answers to prayer glorify Jesus. And the Father is glorified because the name of Jesus is being used. Satisfies His heart. Gives Him pleasure every time that name is mentioned. Notice the unique working of these three. And today, here is our chance to enjoy it before we go home and see them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 15 also in Canada, and then maybe we can proceed.
1: Hmm. I'm
0: going to jump off to a verse in John 1 now. Notice verse 18. No man has seen God at any time the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Hmm. Very interesting verse. No man has seen God at any time. That is perfect. It has to be true. So Moses did not see God. Tell who was that that spoke with them? Who's the one that came? In? That was Jesus. God the Father is being separated here from Jesus, the only Son, notice, who's in the bosom of the Father. He declares Him. So anytime you see them having these encounters, in quote, with God in the Old Testament, it was Jesus. He's always been there, the Son. He just came in this kind of form as a man, and appeared sometimes as a rock, And as waters and the cloud, etc. So I must agree with the fact that no man has seen the Father God. Only the Son, who came from the bosom of the Father, praise God, from, in quote, deep inside Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He will reveal the Father to us. Amen. And therefore, if we are sons, guess what? You came right from there. You came from deep within the Father. And so if we want to hear anything about the Father, only Jesus can tell us about the Father. Hallelujah. Hmm. Glory to God. Let's go to another verse. Maybe we can hear this in Canada also. John 1.18 And then proceed.
1: Glory
0: to God. Thank you, Jesus. I saw this verse and it touched my heart because I used to consider myself sometimes. They saw God. You know, God came to them in the garden. God. Hallelujah. But then these kind of verses tell you it was not God the Father really; it was Jesus. Only He could come into that place. Thank you, Lord. Let's read Matthew eleven twenty-seven. The mysteries of God are awesome. Can keep your mind. See, we need uh, another mystery, and we need another detective story. We need another suspense theme. This book is full of it. Can engage your mind, and the Holy Spirit will unveil. The truth. Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. <laughs> and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. How do you like that? Father, Son, in that intimate department, sharing things, knowing each other so well. And only Jesus can unveil Him to us. Thank God He is. But the one who is doing that unveiling is by the agency of the mighty Holy Spirit. Praise God. So we need to get to receive the comfort. And then in that comfort, we can hear. Amen. Don't be all distressed and stressed. You won't hear. So there's this peace, comfort, connection into hearing. So we'll have to calm down very often, casting our cares, our worries, our anxieties on Him because He cares for us and He loves us. And then in that peace and comfort, you can hear Him unveiling the Father, the Son to us, the truth to us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. John six sixty four, another verse, Not that any man has seen the Father, Save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. So no man has seen the Father. I want to see the Father. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Interesting, right? Jesus unveils the Father. The Holy Spirit is the agency through whom this unveiling is taking place. Notice verse 5. I'm sorry. 1 Timothy 6.16 also who only has immortality? Hmm... Let's go there. 1 Timothy 6.16 If we check the earlier verse, verse 15, it says, "...which in his times shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality." Speaking of Jesus there, "...dwelling in the light." which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be glory or honor and power everlasting. Amen. Whoa, there's a lot inside there, right? Let's hear the previous verse and then come to 1 Timothy. So we read... uh,
1: Nana Nanagi, Dane, Tande, Horatu, Magan and Magane, Horatu, Tande and Matu Maganu, Tande and
0: Glory to God. So let's go to First Timothy now, the sixth chapter, and notice there. Uh, verse 14 onwards, That thou keep this commandment without spots, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there he becomes a subject, which in his times he shall show. Who is the blessed and only potentiate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's again the Lord Jesus. Verse 16, Who only has immortality, speaking of the Lord Jesus. Dwelling in the light Okay, so he's living in this light which no man can approach unto whom no man has seen who's he talking about the light the father can you see that Jesus has been seen but Jesus dwells in that place in the light (laughs) whom no man has seen so the light there is a person whom no man has seen which Jesus dwells there, and He came here to the earth once, and He's coming again, and He's the only one who can unveil that light, God, the Father person to us. Praise God. Who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen. So they saw Him earlier, they met Him. So who's He talking about? So He's talking about the Father God, that is that light that no man has seen and can even approach onto. You can't even come near that light. That's your daddy. (laughs) Who's your daddy? My daddy and your daddy. Wow. The light which no man can approach onto whom no man has seen nor can see. How about that? Nor can see. Okay, to whom be honor and power and uh, power everlasting. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, that gives you a small idea from the scripture just like that, who your dad is and how uh, he's in the realm of pure, clear, untouchable, unrebukable, higher than the heavens, no spot, no darkness, nothing that defiles Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Jesus is the only one who dwells there who can unveil Him to us, who can reveal this Father, and it's going to be through the Holy Spirit, who's the comforter. And so as we tune in and calm down and receive His comfort, I believe that we'll begin to see our Father more and more clearly in the spirit realm through the God-given gift of the Word, And your soul, which is in fellowship with your spirit. The soul that is in fellowship with the spirit, tuned in with the spirit, is going to be able to receive such uh, revelation, understanding, and fellowship. Right? That's why our spirit and soul have to be set apart unto God, and then our body will come in line with it, and we'll be affected Praise God by that peace they'll say people will say, Man, this guy is so peaceful. This guy is so uh in another kind of place, in a bubble. Praise God. He's so joyful. Praise God. So we're going to have to rely on the Bible, the truth as our final authority. Where's your father? He's in, in an untouchable place. You can not go there. He's high above. And that's where I come from. I was born from above. I am from there. And hallelujah, I I am in the light realm on a daily basis. Praise God. We were touching on some of those things in fasting and prayer. And I believe we will enjoy more of it. Let's hear verse um, maybe 15 and 16 also in Canada
1: schme oppon mandate chegou் Patt Aufverating Addone, see you ಆ ಸರವಶಕ್ತನು abort in your own area. Vermeer Unknown Who Shek elf ained by entering Africa 1 and 2. 答题 By führen up to
0: Praise God. I don't want to sound spooky and woo and all that and weird, but it is quite interesting how the words are used in unapproachable light. No man has seen or can see. <laughs> Jesus dwells there, the immortal one, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, your eldest brother. He said, I came from his bosom and I will unveil him. And so, can you see that it's, it goes like that, step by step, back to the Father's heart, to the Father. Enjoying the Father, enjoying the family of the Father is where it all is. Amen. And the Son is the example of Sonship. And the mighty Holy Spirit is the one who is going to comfort and speak and unveil these truths to us. And we're going to enjoy them before we see Him and them, in quote, face to face. Hallelujah. Uh, James chapter 1 has an interesting line in verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Ooh, glory to God. Of His own will begat He us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wow. Thank you Jesus. Can you see the Father of Lights has given children who are right now a very exact production of himself. Mhm. Thank you Lord. Glory to God. There's no shadow, no changing, no turning in what he has said or in his character. That's who he is. And we are actually begotten by His will, planned for with inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to enjoy these things. And it's all in the light. Glory to God. Isn't that the safest place that no man can approach to? <laughs> Isn't that the best place to keep these things? Woo! So how do you access them? through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the intimacy with Him, we can begin to enjoy those uh, benefits. Praise God. I came from there, you came from there. We are not from this world. Even though we seem to be living here like salt mixed in with the population and then the flavor comes out and the difference is clear and uh, you know, people enjoy life because of that. You are making the difference. If you're not on this earth, there's no taste. It's boring, humdrum, mundane, morbid. There's nothing special out there. But because of you, the salt and the light of the world, oh yeah, things are spiced up. Things have a joy and a character of peace and fulfillment. Enjoyment in the true sense. We are the ones that make the difference because we are born from the Father of lights. Wow. Like someone said, that's the Spitzerington. That's where it is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to enjoy the Holy Spirit even more. I'm sure you're going to. You're going to talk with Him. You're going to ask Him and believe that He'll lead you and guide you into the truth. So you must have your Bible with you uh, to confer and see whether it agrees. Amen. So you and I know that our father is a powerful, powerful individual. Babala in Nigeria. That's what they would say. There's Oba, he's the man. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Baba, Babake. He's our daddy. He's a big daddy. Hallelujah. Unapproachable light. No man has seen or can see. Whoa. What kind of person is it? Just to see. People are looking to see something. Can I just have one drishyam and some darshanam of, of all that? You, know, you cannot see him. Forget it. So who can you see? Jesus. Jesus is the form that you can see. And he is going to unveil the Father to us through the agency of the mighty Holy Spirit. Glory to God. We are from a very powerful family, my brother, my sister. Take root, be rooted in it. Hallelujah. Be rooted in that. Be soundly stabilized in that. Praise God. All right. God is good. Philippians, the second chapter. I think I must read some of these verses and then see if we can proceed. May our time not run out suddenly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Philippians, the second chapter. It says there, verse 13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Who's that? The Father, right? It is God, the Father, who is behind all of these things. Working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. You remember there was an Old Testament story which is kind of scary, where Miriam murmured about Moses, the people murmured about Moses, and the end was not fun. And then he brings it into the New Testament. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Have you murmured? I've murmured. Thank God for 1 John 1.9. I think that's one of the most glorious verses in the Bible. That blood. Oh, hallelujah. That precious blood. That fountain that still flows from Emmanuel's veins. 1 John 1.9. For the believer. That you just confess your sin. Can you see that for the believer so many good things have to be done and if they are not done, to that person it is a sin. So we don't know where we are flopping sometimes but we need to just check. Did you murmur? I'm not being legalistic. He's the one who said to the New Covenant people, to the church, not with murmurings or disputings. So check your heart and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I murmured. There was discontent. There was dejection. There was such thoughts were rising, and I, and I sighed, and I murmured, "Amen." So you just say, "Forgive me, Lord," in the name of Jesus. Without murmuring and disputing, God wants to work. God wants to work. Hallelujah! Both to will and do His good pleasure. So quit the murmuring. That's sandwiched in there. See that? Nobody may notice that murmuring as anything special. They usually look for great outward sins, you know, but they don't see these kind of little things that are rising up, which it's the, the small foxes that spoil the vine. You know, there are things that are inside that God judges quickly, more quickly than things on the outside, which people are quite unaware of. Hallelujah. 1 John 1 9 is where we all must run to. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Notice that among whom you shine as lights in the world. Praise God. Think about this. Our Father dwells in unapproachable light, no man can see. The person of Jesus, who only has immortality, dwells there, and he will unveil that to us. Okay, That's the realm from which we came. Now, he's telling us on the earth, I want you to shine. I want you to shine just like me. Shine like I am shining. So, there are small, small things that can hinder the shine. If you look at it like that, it becomes a beneficial thought. Okay, I'm hindering my shine. Forgive me, Lord. I want to shine. I want to shine just like you. Praise God. So the minute the murmur tendency comes, you deal with it. The murmur and then the dispute. The murmur, the dispute. Amen. But when you're assured that He's there standing with you, strengthening you, you don't have to be bothered about what people are doing or not doing. You know, constantly I see, what shall I fear of man? You know, what shall man do to me? And I used to think, why does it come down to what shall man do to me? What? Why should I fear what man will do to me? Again and again, there are verses like that. Because basically, we have this problem with man, or mankind, or people. And so, the, the, the dealings with people sort of messes up, and then the light of shining is you know, kind of uh, dulled, and we can't see so gloriously this shining ability of the believer. Amen? The answer is holding forth the word of life. Verse 16. Holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. So Paul said, all my labor... It's about these things. So, our shining is in the holding forth of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Like you're running with a a torch. Like the Olympians, they, they run and then light that first huge fire, but they run with this torch. And so we are going to keep the Word at our right hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Observing it, holding it, paying attention to it. And therefore, I thank God, we're not wasting our time. What's the one thing we're holding up? It's the Word. Have you noticed that? You're just preaching, teaching, what? The Word. Preach the Word. Instant, in season, out of season. Hallelujah. That's where we're going to dwell. That's what keeps the shine. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear um, praise God. 14 all the way to 16 also in Canada.
1: Gunagottade yu vivada villadeyu <laughs> ellavannu maadiri. He gave Dosha Villa, Davaru, Kedumada, Davaru, Ninda, Ragitaru, Ada, Deva, Putraagi, Vakravula, Dustejananda, Madjadali, Jiva Dayaka, Loka, Bedaku, Dili. Praise the Lord. He gave Kelasa, Sadisidu, Prayasa Lilla, Vendu, Amen
0: wonderful thoughts just reading them thinking about them will bless you observe in 1 john 1 verse 5 this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that god is light hmm. and in him is no darkness at all see that father god there hmm he's light there's no darkness in him this is the message which they're declaring if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus will handle everything else. Amen? Praise God. So, our business is to walk in how much light you already have from the Word of God. You don't know how much God knows. Praise God. When you see Him, you will be like Him, you will know like Him, etc., etc. Knowledge will seize one of these days. Praise God. Because you will see Him. It's a very interesting thing that in the millennium, (laughs) people are going to be seeing Jesus right there and you won't have to teach your neighbor saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know him. Interesting, isn't it, that he'll be there and if you have anything you want to know, you can just walk up to him and he'll tell you. Enjoying all those wonderful things, those revelations and stuff. And after all that, at the end, you gather against the Lord to attack him and the city? It baffles my mind. But then, when I think a little bit about it, if we have a foretaste of that time that is coming already in us, you know, there are some times where we yield to voices that are totally contrary to God. Have you noticed that? They're just the wrong voice, they're just not the right voice. This is not the time to revenge. This is not the time to overtake the guy and stop the car and come out. This is not the time to do things like cutting in front of people in the queue and giving them a piece of our mind, etc., etc. But we do. Hmm. So that time, do you think there's much light showing forth there? I don't think so. But, mercy comes somehow and delivers us out of there. Otherwise, you'd be in the police station. Praise God. So, these people, they don't have glorified bodies. They have normal bodies. But those bodies live long. They don't get sick and, because there's no curse there. There's full prosperity. Jesus is sitting there. But they have the ability to make decisions from flesh. There's no devil, but they have flesh. Interesting, right? And they're born in believers' families, but believers' families (laughs) have flesh. Also, have you seen that? It's very interesting. God is a very righteous and a just God. So at the end, nobody will argue with Him. We'll all just close our mouths and say, Yes, you're perfect. Aren't you glad that today, you and I... Are going to have glorified bodies. Just very shortly. And we are locked in permanently. And we are not going to mess up. Just because you believed. Just because you accepted the word of God. Without seeing. I am blessed. Are you blessed? Glory to God. We are the most blessed people in the universe. Right now. You can say with all Joy and truth that you are the most blessed people in the universe. (laughs) The very body of Christ. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Right now. Notice that. And so, for me to enjoy more and more before I see him, so that I don't say, ah... I wanted to ask you so many things on the earth, but I just didn't have time. I was so murmuring and complaining and so caught up in all of this. Finally, here I am, Lord Jesus. Can you tell me the meaning of this verse? And of course, I I know that there's a mystery about it because you will know all things. But at the same time he's there, you can walk up to him, your eldest brother, with nail-pierced hands and wounded body traces, but in a glorified form. Can you imagine all of that coming because you and I have believed this precious Jesus in a fallen earth right now? So I want to walk in the light now that I have. Then I'll have fellowship. Fellowship. And when I have fellowship, guess what? I hear stuff. The Holy Spirit unveils things to me. Instead of fellowshipping with stuff that would cause me to quench the light, I'm going to fellowship. Walk in the light, as He is in the light. The blood will handle other things. Amen? But then, suppose, suppose you are not walking in fellowship. Praise God, there is 1 John 1 nine. <laughs> if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Can you see that? So let's walk in how much revelation of the Word that we have right now. Let us begin to be doers. See, the blessing is for the doer, isn't it? The doer of the word. Otherwise, we delude ourselves. We deceive our own self. To be self-deceived is the highest form of deception. Where you yourself press the button and blew yourself up. That's not cool. So I need to walk in the light. And there's no occasion of stumbling. And yesterday we noticed... Uh, during fasting and prayer, that, (laughs) hallelujah, it meant that we must walk in love. Remember? The light realm, the faith realm, this fellowship with God realm, always involves love. There's no way out of it. Let's read that right now even. Um, I'm being drawn to these kind of verses because I'm seeing more and more that our Father is love, God is love. Love. God is love. Wow. God is love. Perfect love. Perfect love. Hallelujah. We need to enjoy perfect love and begin to radiate it that people can see the light. Hallelujah. Let your light so shine. Your light so shine before men. Hmm. It has to shine. That they may see your good works. They come from there and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. We have some stuff to do, right? Let's tune in. Let's get in there. Notice in 1 John 2 9, He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Hmm, It's that simple. You hate your brother and say you're in the light, forget it. You cannot murmur, you cannot dispute. All this is covered in there. Can you see? So in the thought realms, it thinketh no evil, King James says. Love has a thought realm to it also. It thinks no evil. Believes the best. All of those kind of thought realms have to be dealt with. Otherwise, the light is reduced. You begin to walk in darkness. Verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. See that path there? But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in the in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Hmm. How about that for confusion? Not knowing where you're going. Just stumbling around. My brother, my sister, can you see how important it is to start acting on these verses and saying, okay, I was hurt. Okay, I was offended. Okay, okay. All these things happen. But now it's time to get my act together and to start thinking good, not thinking evil about anyone. So I have to address it to myself. I can't. I can't think that way. I can't murmur. I can't grudge. Very interesting. I can't because... I don't want to stumble around. I want the light to shine. I want people to see my Father through my life. The one who dwells in unapproachable light. Can you imagine the <laughs> Woo! the brightness of that light that you cannot approach? Have you tried looking at the sun sometimes? burns your eyes. This is many, 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 many pure levels of light. The light. That's who He is the light that's very clear and pure and love filled you look inside his only love somebody said they saw Jesus eyes in a vision and it was like pools of love he looked inside pools of love I, I still need to understand that pools of love wow people have met some realms you see you and I can enjoy these things. Let's enjoy the Holy Spirit today. Let's receive his comfort. Let's receive his hand saying, "Relax, it's okay. I got this. Don't worry about it. Calm down. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm here. Don't be moved." Woof. Glory to God. Maybe we can hear 9 through 11 again in Canada. It's a blessing.
1: Bedakin and Litan do Hirikundu Tana Sahoda and a new gracious who have a new Iverigu, Katali and Lidane. Tana Sahoda and a Bedakin and Line elegundi Matu Avanali, Artankavada, do Enuilla. Adare Tana Sahoda and a new gracious who have a new Katali and Adane, Matu Katali and Li Nedukulutane, Katali, Avana Kanuga and Nukuru, Mardi there in the Tanu, Elige, Udu Tano, Indu Avanigetilia do.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. This is a prayer we pray from Colossians 1. An awesome prayer from the ninth verse. But it ends around 12, saying, Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. That's a nice place to save an inheritance. People take insurance for... All kinds of things. Imagine if you had, you know, a, a safe full of gold and diamonds and platinum. I'm sure you would insure it big time. Who do you think you would choose for insurance? I don't know any of the insurance companies now. But back in those days, I think there were major, major companies like, I think, Fedders and Lloyd. You know, things like that. I don't know. Today I don't have any insurance, so maybe that's why I don't know. Well, there's United India for the car and bike and all that. But (laughs) giving thanks unto the Father which has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, let me ask you a question. According to this, don't answer, but just read and see. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Okay, so we have an inheritance, right? Fine. Where is it? In the light. Keep your mind there, and let's go to Ephesians. The first chapter, we have a prayer that we pray, I think, every day. Cease not to give thanks Verse 16 says, making mention that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Hmm? Is it his inheritance? See, his. His inheritance in the saints. You see that? So the inheritance which is the saints is also his inheritance. Now imagine, I think the word used there was autos. Autos means yourself, for yourself, you know. So God's inheritance, think about God having an inheritance for a minute. This Father God having an inheritance, he has an inheritance. Oh, that's major. How rich is that inheritance? Oh, staggering. The riches of the glory of the inheritance. Wow. All right. And then he decided to put it somewhere. Where? In the saint. That's like the safe, is it? In the light. Praise God. So maybe, I'm just, you know, thinking, maybe your spirit and my spirit are very, very secure and precious places that God has chosen to put His inheritance inside there. There must be something very, very special about our born-again spirit. Such a secure holding of light and riches that God Himself has said, that's my inheritance. Can you see how blessed you and I are? I'm carrying his inheritance. Phew, man. It's serious. Let's go back to Colossians 1. Notice verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Okay, we read verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So, that inheritance is there, and there's the inheritance of the saints in light. I believe there's a merging of inheritances there. Praise God. Riches in glory. Merging of inheritance of the Father, of the saints in the light. (laughs) Verse 13, who has delivered us from the power and authority? That's the word, authority of darkness. The minute you got born again, guess what? The devil and his demon ruled world lost its control over you. That was it. Finish. Jesus now took that place, he became your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Any other vision, dream, choking, emotional feeling, you can laugh at it because the man on the inside has been totally delivered from the dominion of a demon-ruled world. It is over. That place is so secure that God put His inheritance inside there. Glory to God. Who has delivered us from the authority of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son without any effort. You were just picked up and put into the kingdom of the dear Son in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Whoa! That's who we are. If anybody sees us, we should be just as He is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So can you and I start to look up a little bit and walk with our head a little bit higher. Instead of looking down as though we are dumped and forsaken, God looked at us and said, "Hmm, I'm keeping my inheritance inside there. I am keeping my glory inside there. I'm putting my life inside there. In humble you and me. (laughs) Whoa. Praise the Lord. Out of darkness. Out of the dominion of darkness. Gone. Forever. Out. There's a new creature that is loaded with the light and inheritance of God. Thank you, Lord. And we're going to walk in the light. It translates into a walk. A lifestyle. You know, where... You are illuminated. Your path is now being lit up. Glory to glory. Glory to glory. It's just getting brighter and brighter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Precious Holy Spirit, help us to yield. Help us to open up our hearts to you that we may see the great, great comfort and love of our great Father God unveiling these realities to us, helping us to walk in them, experience them, experiential, experiencing them. Walking, living in this world as light, holding forth the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't know about you, but I'm excited. It's only when we look up that we get excited. That's why he said, when you see all this stuff happening, look up. That's where the excitement is from the right hand, from our Father's presence, from the reality of these things. That's where we draw our excitement from. Otherwise, it's depressive. Hallelujah. Shall we have a small trip to Hebrews while we can? believe our time is okay. Thank you, Lord. All right. There's a lot there. The book of Hebrews is basically written to the Jewish people who became believers. So um, they had to be taught and spoken to from someone who knew them so well. And so, after talking for 12 chapters, the 13th begins with, Let brotherly love continue. Do you have to tell a believer that brotherly love should continue? Yes, you do. Why? Because it has to translate into a lifestyle to continue. Amen. He's my brother. He's my brother. Let it continue. Amen. So from priesthood and sacrifices and what Jesus has done, He came to this great place of the compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And we go down to our God is a consuming fire. Let us serve Him acceptably. And then 13 says, in a kind of conclusion, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. And then it goes on about, don't be forgetful to entertain strangers. Be hospitable. Remember them that are in bonds, as though bound with them. People who are suffering in the body, remember them. For what? To pray, right? To help out. Then marriage. The marriage bed is undefiled. So, you can have all your relationships, but make sure it's with your wife. Outside, notice, God will judge the one that breaks that. New Testament. Hmm. Okay. Let your lifestyle be without covetousness. The love of money cannot be shared with the love of God. You have to choose one. Praise God. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content. With such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Why should you be covetous when you have a corvette? No, I'm kidding. All things that he has are yours. You don't have to actually go and borrow and struggle for it. Wait for it to come. It's yours. Why should you believe for something that is already yours? In the New Testament, he doesn't say... Believe, believe, believe. In the New Testament it says all things are yours. All things are yours. Whether you got the revelation from Peter or Paul, it's all yours. Everything is yours. Hallelujah. Everything, notice, is yours. The Father's inheritance, the earth, things present, things to come, life, death, all is in your authority now. Glory to God. There's plenty there. He said you can rest there. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. It's mine. Be content with whatever you have at this point and be trusting Him that what is His will manifest here from that great inheritance. So then you can become bold. Boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man, notice man comes inside there again, shall do unto me. 10 verse 7, remember those who have rule over you, new covenant people, have to remember those who have spoken the word and Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today and forever. Meaning that there is a submission in the whole principle there to those who God has appointed over you as a pastor, as a teacher. And that you have to figure that out because verse 17 says, submit to them. Verse 17 says, obey them that have rule over you, submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. They that must give account may do it with joy, not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So when you take 7 and 17 together, there is a place of obedience, even though you may not agree with everything they're saying. You put yourself under them. It's supposed to be a military word. You can put yourself under them and say you just do what you're supposed to do. Praise God. So I must accept that God has a word for us, that God is telling us some things. We we want to polish up our act. We want to walk in the light before we see the one who dwells in unapproachable light, face to face. Ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Amen. I believe you are not looking down, you are looking up. I believe you are not moved by whatever is being seen out there. You are delivered, redeemed, paid for, out of darkness. The nature of the devil and the fallen world cannot dominate you. You do not walk by your senses You walk in the light, which is a walk of faith. You're walking in the love of God. Those two you cannot miss. Hallelujah. Brotherly love is all inside there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe that God is telling us some things, uh, prepping us for His soon coming. Praise God. Shall we worship this King? Thank you, Great King. Thank you, Holy One. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Help us to see more clearly, more real, in a more real sense. Enjoy fellowship with the Father, with the Son, through the Word, by the Holy Ghost, walking in the light, shining in this world, in a crooked, perverse world. We have here no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Lord, we thank you. We bless you that we are passing through, that this is not our final destination. We are on the way out. We are like tourists. Help us to do works that will follow us, works that are good. There is nothing else we can take. Help us to accept whatever we have to do and do it as quickly as can be done in the Spirit, in love, one day at a time. We trust you. We worship you. We honor you. Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome to our lives today. We receive your warm comfort, embrace, intimacy, communion. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe you had a good time. Um, God is faithful. We'll have a time of communion now. If you would like to join us, Uh, In communion, this is just a great time. Thank God. If you have some bread or, thank you, cracker or something around, please take part. You need to realize again that the communion meal is to show His death till He comes. And He is coming. In other words, it's like the death certificate. The inheritance will not be given to you unless you can prove The person who wrote it, the testator, is dead. And then, if you can prove that, that will becomes operational for you. Isn't that how it works? Yes. So Jesus died for us. We are showing it. The spirit realm is seeing it right now. We are declaring openly that Jesus died for us. The testament has been given to us. As we eat and drink, we are receiving the benefits of His will. Now, in our bodies, in our earthly walk, we cannot be weak and sickly. You brought your people out with joy, with gladness. We will serve the Lord with gladness, abundance of all things, with silver and gold. You gave them the land of the heathen that they may serve you. We expect nothing less. We refuse the symptoms, the lying things that are out there trying to attach itself to our lives. We put our body under subjection. We command our body to obey us. That is it. The house is the body. The house cannot dominate us. We tell the body to obey. You come in line in Jesus' name. You have to carry us till we meet Jesus face to face, not getting stuck in any other place. In Jesus' name. As we eat and drink, we demand every cell obey the word. Be quickened in Jesus' name. Shall we eat and drink? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that the fig tree could hear you. The waves could hear you. The mountains can hear us. Our bodies can hear us. Every cell can hear us. The earth can hear us. Everything has to bow in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. If you like to give, uh, this is a great opportunity to give your offering, tithe, and so on. We live as we give. We are sowing seeds and harvest is coming to us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we join the saints in giving. Here mortal men receive, but there, he that lives forever, he sees our faith, our love, our joy, the grace in our lives as we are giving. You love a cheerful giver. Thank you, thank you, that good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over us, coming to your people. The earth is yielding. Hallelujah. The curse is over. The lies are cancelled. Abundance and overflow is the portion of the people. Thank you, Father. Angels are working with us. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe you and I are called to a higher life. And we will enjoy it in Jesus' name. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. You are blessed.